Help, I got a Mac podcast episode number 92. Hello, everybody, and uh, welcome back to another episode of Help, I got a Mac. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And I'm Chris Biding. And today we're here once again to talk about all things Apple related and maybe even us, you know, drooling from the mouth there. The fact that Chris Biting has a Google Wave invite. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. Quite, pos- quite possibly the most overhyped invite since Gmail. Oh, I bet. Uh, well, you know what? <laughs> if it's as good as Gmail, my friend, then. Well, yeah, I mean. Gmail Gmail's probably the best free service to come out in the past 10 years. I would have to agree. And then right alongside uh, Gmail are Google Docs, Google Calendar. Um, let's, let's just say the Google Apps. Yeah. Okay. And then and even beyond. Yeah, exactly. Just so. So I, I'm expecting that, you know, sure, there's a lot of hype. But man, there's a lot of cool stuff I saw in, in the in the demo of all this stuff that uh, yeah, I, I don't think it's going to be cool right out of the right out of the gate, Chris. I don't. I, I think it's yeah. going to be. A, I think it's going to be clunky, and I think it's going to be a little on the ugly side. But I've seen the developer version that they showed back when they first introduced it, and I I can see the potential of where this is going, and I like it. Yeah. See, what what I should do is not offer to give it to someone in exchange for little pictures of dead presidents i should just go ahead and activate it and become like the google wave ninja in cincinnati there you go see that's exactly it and of course i know that you have an invite that you can send out you could just email right over to me <laughs> maybe i'll maybe i'll activate it here in a little bit that'd be cool all right live so, activation what's that live live, activ- live on- activation right now site <laughs> all right all right tell us about some news man what's going on in the world of apple anything happening I, I haven't heard anything from apple since the release of the new i uh the new nano with video functionality and steve jobs and steve um, jobs yeah there's some there's a little bit of news uh the first one is apple says 30 percent call rate failure is normal an iphone user aggravated with an un- unacceptably high rate of dropped calls on his iphone took it to a new york city apple store to have it checked for issues the call dump statistics revealed a 22% dropped call rate on calls, which most of us would call awful, but not Apple and AT&T. In this particular case, the genius told the iPhone owner that he should count himself lucky as, a- as Apple's baseline stat for dropped calls in New York City is a blistering 30%. Wow. Almost, yeah, almost one in three calls on the iPhone and the Big Apple will end with frustration, and I guess that's okay with everyone. That is ridiculous. Yeah, that's unacceptable as far as I know. That's, that is a useless phone. That, yeah, I mean, there's no question about that. That is comp- Now, those 30% of dropped calls, is that because they're, you know, they're on the subway and they're dropping the calls? No, I think it's just one of the things with, with cell phones, and, and I've noticed this any time I've gone into a big city like Chicago or even when I was in New York a few, about a year and a half ago, is that your cell phone signal is pretty terrible because of the big giant buildings. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times, the cell phone companies will put in repeaters and stuff like that. So generally, getting like GPS signals and cell phone signals in those big cities are difficult already. But you know, combine that with just everybody and their mom having an iPhone. You know, San Francisco is having the same kind of problem. 
Really? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I've heard about that. And of course, we started having a problem here in Cincinnati re- recently that it seems to have been resolved with some stuff that they've been doing to switch things up a little. Yeah, it seems that we, we don't have that bad of call problems here in town. Oh, I, mean, I, I dude, I'm telling you. I would say not as bad as a San Francisco or a New York. Right. Yep. Okay. So... so <laughs> So 30%. I I stopped your tangent right there. Yes, you did. Right in my tracks, man. All right. So basically 30% is completely okay, but that's, that's New York city. It's a, and how many millions of people live there and all that stuff. Okay. I wonder what, what is acceptable in, you know, normal areas. Oh, I would think less than 10%. Yeah. And James says it's not Apple. It's AT&T. And you know what? I, I somewhat agree with that, but oh, I'll have to say, I, I think, I think there's some software issues in the iPhone that that kind of uh, perpetuates a couple things here and there. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. We talk about this every week that yeah. we're, we're slowly more and more frustrated with the iPhone. The more frustrated I get with it, the more that I need to have a phone like that. So even if I did switch, I'd have to get another smartphone. Oh you yeah. Know? And what's and what's my choice is BlackBerry, which is okay. I mean, but I've used BlackBerry, and it's you know sometimes you want to pull your hair out the way it works. And Android, those are the only two options I'd even consider. Well, yeah. maybe the Palm Pre. Okay. No, Three. no, I, I'd, I'd have to see, I'd have to see some major success and an App Store from the Palm Pre. The App Store is coming out for Palm Pre. Is it? When is it coming? I think it's out now, but it's not completely open. There's like a handful of apps. All right. Any, any kind of new computer news on the Apple front? There is. Um, Mac Minis and uh, there's a rumor that uh, Mac Minis and iMac refresh coming next week. Uh, Apple Insider has posted that Apple's notified retailers that their Mac Mini orders will not be fulfilled at the moment, but they will be soon. A later update states that the low-end Mac Mini has been discontinued entirely, uh, leading to believe that we'll be seeing a hardware upgrade shortly. And uh, some of the authorized Apple resellers are running very low on desktop supplies. Even the Apple Store, uh, some people from the Apple Store said they have about four iMacs in stock. And when I worked at an Apple Store, we had anywhere between 20 to 40 at any given time, and more would come every day. So the fact that they're running that low, and Apple runs about six weeks out as far as supplies. That's, you know, they're, they're, they keep their supply chain pretty tight, which is good. You know, they don't have a lot of old products sitting around to get discounted. Um, so that tells me that they're, you know, the... the the assembly lines in China are cranking overtime for new machines. Gotcha. So that's good. Very cool. It's been, Very cool. It's been a while since we've had a good Mac Mini and iMac refresh. So. You know, I, I I love my Mac Mini that I use here in the studio. Of course, it's only used for uh, you you know you streaming things out, and of course, it's got a iTunes on it. So I I use the sharing of iTunes to just like stream the audio from one Mac MacBook over to the thing for the live stream when when i'm not on skype and uh you know i like it i like it i i mean it it definitely has not been a performance issue for me at all but if they're gonna beef it up a little bit it may become a little computer that could do uh, just a little not intensive video editing but at least some some fairly decent screen flow editing yeah i i would love to get a mac mini and make it um Media center. It's like the I, perfect. Media center, I hear man. somebody is selling uh, an Apple TV. There's this guy. <laughs> there's this guy I know who 
when he got his Apple TV, it's like, oh, this is the coolest thing. I can't <laughs> believe it. I finally got one of those. Oh, man, it's totally now The joy's playing in the background. And now all of a sudden it's available on Craigslist. I haven't put it on Craigslist yet. <laughs> yet, yet. I, I am known notoriously for running through gadgets and then quickly becoming uninterested in gadgets. So, tell, so, so wh- where, where did the Apple TV fail you, my friend? Well, first off, I've been, I found it. I realized the other day, because I'm like, oh, yeah, I use my Apple TV all the time. And then I thought about it and realized that the power cord has been plugged into an old printer I've had up, up, up in the office since March. Nice. So I haven't used the Apple TV since March, and I, I haven't really missed it. So I'm thinking, you know, uh, I'm one of those people that, like, just will not keep anything around. It's like, if I could sell it and get some new shiny thing, then, I, then I'll do that. So, um I don't know. I mean, the, the fact that, you know, I was running Boxy on it, which was cool, but Hulu didn't play real well. I couldn't play Netflix on it because it's not powerful enough. The problem, really the problem with it is it's just completely underpowered. It's only got a one gigahertz uh, Intel Pentium M pro, or Centro M or whatever it is. Um, so it's got a really, really weak processor. Uh, none of the hacks and stuff have been able to take advantage of anything else on it. So... Uh, if someone wants to use it without hacking it and just using it as an extender of iTunes, it works perfect. Um, but you know me, I want a little bit more. Yeah. I, I, I was kind of shocked that you went out and bought it, to be honest with you, because I, I, that's what I saw is just an, an extender for iTunes, which, you know, what I have for my extender of iTunes is I pretty much paid 30 bucks for the little cable that takes the, you know, the display port and turns it into... <laughs> Uh, what is that? Uh, not HDMI, but um, DVI. DVI, yeah. And so I've got one of those, and then a little cur- converter. It takes DVI and converts it down to HDMI. I think that cost me fifteen bucks. So for about forty bucks, I can hook up, you know, my MacBook to my HDTV, and I can not only play iTunes stuff, but I can also play, you know, torrented stuff that I've gotten off the internet. Of course, all legal. Uh, yeah. torrents from like <laughs> revision three or whatever, but, uh, but I can, I can, I can actually view any video file on my computer. Yeah. I, uh, I think what really changed for me is once I got Netflix on my Xbox yeah. and was able to watch all the Netflix streaming stuff, the usefulness for me went away. Gotcha. Now I can still, you know, if I do want to watch a video podcast, I can take my thumb drive, transfer all that stuff. It's kind of, you know, more of a pain, but I can take all that stuff and put it on a thumb drive and then just stick it in my Xbox and watch it that way. Right. Which works too. So, yeah. or even use an external hard drive. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I, it, so I don't the, know. So you I mean, think- I'm kind of sad about it because I really, I really, you know, envisioned myself using it and unicorns dancing around and me jumping up and down and loving it. And <laughs> it was like that for the first few weeks from well, first few months. And then it's like, I don't, I don't, I don't sit down and watch anything from revision three. Normally if I do, it's right. on my computer. So I know, got, cause it's in the corner. Cause I'm doing like four other things. So I have a question for you. Let's just, sure. let's just say they would have taken on full integration of boxy and allowed that stuff to all happen. In fact, actually officially just say, you know, hey, this is your unit. Do what you want with it. Uh, hack away. And, uh, you know, you've got streaming Hulu and everything like that. Would you still keep it? 
if Hulu was supported natively, yeah, into it, yeah, I'd have kept it. There you go. So there, you know, yeah. If if I could do Netflix and Hulu on it, boom, I would have kept it because I do. I don't know about you, but I use the heck out of Hulu. I I use I use Hulu all the time, but I do it from my MacBook and I hook it, it up via the DisplayPort over exactly. to my HDTV, and it looks perfect. Yeah, Hulu for me is the is the second DVR in my house. You know, yep. I've got one DVR, and there's there's times like on men, Monday nights, there's three shows all starting at eight o'clock that I want to watch. Yeah, so one of them's got to not be recorded, so I watch it on Hulu. Yep, that's exactly it. So yeah, yeah I, so anyway, I think Apple, you know, trying to pander to whoever it is they're pandering to, keeping you from being able to do what you want with this technology, and that's why I still I, I believe this that that you know, getting a Mac Mini. Hooking that up and letting the Mac Mini become your DVR, let it become—I mm-hmm. mean, everything. It just just sit that right next to your television, and you're good to go. Have we? Oh gosh, we've had that conversation before. Well, well, you could also hook one of those TV tuners up and then run clear cable through it. I mean, you won't get all the—you know—you won't get all the on-demand stuff or the pay-per-view stuff, but you'll get everything else, and then it will be a DVR. And then you can also use um, ITV, who makes the little TV tuners. Just came out with a Slingbox-like application. For your iPhone, it won't work over 3G, but let's say you're at, you know, at work, you know, on, on your lunch break or whatever, and there's some, you know, you want to watch a, a TV show that's not on Hulu or something but that your DVR's gotten, you can now watch it over your iPhone or on your computer through this ITV application. It's pretty awesome. It is very awesome. Well, let's see here. Let's move on to some listener questions. We got an email that came in recently from Kylie, and she says, Hey, Chris and Cliff. My new MacBook has been acting pretty slow, which is odd since it's not even a year old yet. Uh, I'm finding that some of the games that I load from the internet are not loading. uh, They are actually loading much slower than they were before. I've tried updating Flash, but it's, uh, let's see, but that is clearly not the problem. Any ideas? Also, I've been recording our podcast, which I I do on GarageBand. Uh, The past few weeks and the computer has freaked out on me. Uh, saying that the disk is too slow or something similar to that. I have over 40, 45 gigs of uh, space, so there should be plenty of room. Could these two be, things be related? And I know it's called Help I Got a Mac, but I thought you could maybe ch- get a chuckle out of this. And she put a uh, link to some photos, which is um, a photo of a cafe that's being put into uh, a little shop in France for the Windows 7. Nice. You know, for people, it's, it's so Microsoft's opening up a little uh, internet cafe to help brand Windows 7 in the area there. Very interesting. But anyway, <sighs> coffee's so, going to taste like garbage. You think so? <laughs> what if it's really good, man? Seriously. <sighs> yeah. It's like, yeah, you're right. It probably will be good. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Kylie, you'll have to check it out when it's open and let us know. I'm one of those people that don't like Starbucks that much, but when I do get it, I, I you know I'll drink it. But I'd much rather get like a you know Cincinnati coffee, you know, or uh, there's a Mount Lookout coffee or one of those places. You know, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know where they're gonna get the coffee. It, it it all depends. If the product's good, I guess people will go and they'll probably give away. Like they'll probably have, have free Wi-Fi and. If if it's like those party videos we saw about the Windows House party, forget it. It's gonna no. That know, that, that place will close in a, <laughs> place will close in a weekend. No, it, I th- I think it's just gonna be a you know a public service. You know, saying hey, here's an internet cafe. Come and check it out. All of these systems run uh, Windows Seven, and it's here available for you to use. 
Yeah. And they'll probably have somebody on staff that can train and teach people about the benefits of Windows 7. I I, I love the idea, honestly. But let's Yeah, go. hey, I mean, uh, yeah, if they provide a service, if it's free Wi-Fi, you know, that kind of stuff, that's cool too. Yep. So let's, and I'm, I I'm, I I can see you walk in and there's going to be plenty of really nice workstations all running Windows 7 for you to experience Windows 7 while you're doing whatever you're doing. So, good idea. I think so. All right, so Kylie is uh, asking, she's got an issue where her MacBook's not even a year old and it's starting to load things much slower and she's gotten this error saying disk is too slow in GarageBand. Are those two related? I'd have to probably say yes. Yeah, um, yes and no. Yes, it's probably related. It it wouldn't hurt getting something like Drive Genius 2 to uh, optimize the hard drive, to defrag it and stuff like that, especially if you're recording... If you're recording podcasts and and you and moving big giant files around, um, that hard drive is going to get fragmented. And and while the operating system can can do that, what what happens is your hard drive gets fragmented, which means pieces of information on your hard drive get strewn all around the hard drive. So the system, when you access a file, has to seek out where all those little pieces are all over the hard drive. And when you defrag it, it takes all those pieces with empty, you know, there's empty gaps in between those, those chunks of data and stuff and moves them all together in a nice even row. It's kind of like restacking boxes in a nice orderly fashion. And that helps. Now, the operating system is supposed to do that automatically, but it doesn't do it for large, large chunks of, of data and large chunks of missing spaces. It just can't handle that. So you need a program like Drive Genius 2, which is the one I recommend to do all that defragging and, and optimizing and stuff. It's the same. When, when I worked at a, as a Mac genius, we used Drive Genius. Drive Genius was the program we used. That and Disk Warrior, but we, didn't, we couldn't use Disk Warrior with, with public app, with, with public machines. But we used Drive Genius to optimize all the machines for ourselves and for our customers. Very cool. So now, what about the possibility that it's, that our drive might be going bad? Do you, don't you think this might be something just to go ahead and make a genius appointment and have it looked at? Maybe. Uh, the other thing with, with GarageBand is if you've got a ton of tracks loaded up, and she's got a MacBook, so she's got integrated video, so it's using part of the RAM for that. Um, and the drives are typically slower. Um, there's so much information that's going on through garage man when you have you know eight or nine tracks going and this has happened to me before too that that garage man wants to stop and say you've got to do some kind of optimization or turn some tracks off because we can't keep up i i, I wonder though if she has um all those tracks going to be honest with you because uh, i mean i i record into garage band or i used to and never really had that problem and i i can't imagine why you'd have nine tracks open to record a podcast Okay. Yeah, she says she has three or four tracks. Yeah, which that, that shouldn't be a problem for a MacBook to handle. I mean, I, and yeah, I, I would still put more RAM. And RAM is wicked cheap now. You can get four gigs for that thing. You know, for under I'd say under a hundred bucks. Well, I don't know how much it would be in France. Yeah. Now Daniel in their chat room saying it's it's pro- it is probably a RAM issue. So how many how much RAM do you have, Kylie? And she's in the chat room, by the way. That's why we're asking. So uh, anyway, <laughs> she'll answer here in a second. I know yeah, we have a little bit of a delay, but um, if, if she's only got one gig of RAM or something like that, then definitely you need to boost it up to a, a minimum of two. Yeah, I've and, got two and I'm really thinking about doubling that to four. Yeah. So. All right. Well, 
th- that's what I would suggest. Uh, number one, okay, she's got two gig. Then I, I think she's probably fine then. Uh, personally, I would try, uh, of course, that disc. What is that called? Disc whatever. Dri- Drive Genius. It's 100 bucks US. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, it might be worth it. No. Uh, I'm, I'm actually thinking about getting it. Yeah, that, see, that, 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 that would frustrate me. Kylie, this is my suggestion. I'd say step one, go to the Genius Bar. Tell them, you know. Ne- Let next, them run the software for you. Yeah, exactly. Let them see what they can find out. And if possible, if that little, if that uh, warning comes up and it can stay up, it doesn't like come up and go away, uh, do a screen capture. What is that? Shift, uh, c- command shift three to, to get a screen capture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do command shift three and get a screen capture of that code and say, listen, this shouldn't be doing this. All I'm doing is recording a podcast. My MacBook's under a year old and say, this is ridiculous. I want my money back if you can't fix it. <clears throat> That's what I, rather than spending a hundred bucks on, on software to, to run diagnostics and to, to do, um, to do defragging, which by the way, can I just say was one of the reasons why I originally really got upset about my, you know, having a MacBook when I first got it is like, what you mean? I can't defrag my hard drive natively right here from the the control panel from the disk utility. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't want to have. You have to boot off of a, a second. You know, you have to boot off a, a disk because it doesn't want to have that disk mounted. And I don't know if that's a Unix thing or if that's just, I don't know. Yeah, I that that there are some things that about a Mac that did that did frustrate me. I've just learned to deal with it or not use my Mac for th- for mission critical <laughs> stuff. Uh, that's so funny. I do a Mac podcast and I use a PC all the time. <laughs> that's okay. I know. I do a I do a Mac pot. Oh wait, I use a Mac. I know you do. <laughs> all right. So Michelle asked in our forum, "Does anyone know which program I can make labels in?" I used to be able to make them in Word, and it was nice because you could select the label type, and it would create a pre-formatted page. Is it possible to do this on the Mac? I'm reading. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Actually, um, address book supports labels automatically. I think if you, if, if that's the kind of labels that you're making. Yeah. Um, if not, you can get uh, Avery because a lot of people buy the Avery labels. Yeah the most popular Avery has some Mac software on their site for free that you can download that supports all their labels. Very cool. And I look, I'm looking at this and I posted this in uh, just about over a week ago and Steven responded actually in the forum and she says app or Steven, he says Apple has printing label directly in address book. You can select a group of addresses in the address book and then select print for the print dialog, you can select the label type you're using, like Avery 5160. It's pretty straightforward. And then Michelle responded back, when I switched to a Mac, I struggled with this. I spent hours looking for software. Uh, so it turns out that um, they've got this all solved, and it's built in, which is a good thing about the Mac. So there's <laughs> for, every, for every one or two things that I hate about the Mac, there's usually at least... One or two things that I like about it. I got a couple little little blurbs real quick to yep. talk about. Give me okay. some blurbs. Okay, real quick. Uh, Tweety Two is coming out. Yes, it is for both for both the Mac and which I that that is my desktop uh, Tweety tweet, Twitter application of choice, and also for the iPhone. Uh, the Mac version, the upgrade is going to be free. 
the iPhone version is going to cost two ninety nine because it's a whole new version. You know, it's a whole new code change. And there, there's some people that are upset about it. I'm not. It's three bucks. I feel like I've gotten my three dollars worth out of the original yeah. Tweety. So that's coming soon. It's uh, the final beta, which just went out to people. And also, uh, ScreenFlow two point was supposed to come out last the end the end of last month. So yesterday, and um, I can say with the utmost certainty, it's been pushed back uh, for at least a couple more weeks. Um, okay. There's a couple new betas that they're working on right now, but I can report that it, it's cool. Very awesome. That's all I can say about it. That's fine. I, I'm glad to hear that they're they're you know polishing it up for us before they release it out because I certainly would not want an unpolished version of ScreenFlow to do my work. So yes. so um, that would that is awesome to hear that they're they're working on that. As far as the Tweety thing, I did hear about this. I I, I saw the blog post and everything. Um, I personally, I've had Tweety long enough now to where I I feel like I've gotten my three dollars worth out of it. However, I would be extremely ticked off if I just purchased Tweety two months ago. Yeah, yeah. They, what I'm thinking, Lauren should do is is he should offer, you know, like for the first two weeks, a dollar ninety nine. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, I don't know that that'll probably eat into his profit, but. I don't know, I think a lot of people would buy it for a buck ninety nine. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, you know, they they have set this thing up to where it is. You know, it most people give you the new version for free. Mm-hmm. You know, and the, to be able to charge somebody, you know, two ninety nine for this new version when you've already paid them two ninety nine. Uh, by the way, uh, anybody listening to this, please understand if the if Tweety for the iPhone was nine ninety nine. When it first came out, and I was able to try it for thirty days before having to pay for it, I'd pay the nine ninety nine. So it's not the fact that that it's not worth the money because it is. Yeah, it's awesome. It is, um, you know. But I don't like being nickel and dimed. Do you know yeah, what I'm saying? I, yeah, it's I understand. Like if you if you need to make some money, then then sell the app for four ninety nine, and and then just leave me alone. You know, give <laughs> give, give me some upgrades for free. Um, but cause that, that's just what people are accustomed to. So he, he's, he's got this thing set up, you know, and, and, and again, I, I know people who just finally purchased the, the Tweety application, you know, last week. Yeah. Well, the thing is though, yeah, I, I can see that, but and, you know, on the flip side, Tweety is not going to stop working. Yep. And matter of fact, Mary's I mean? in the chat room right now. She says, I just purchased it. Mm. See that, that, that frustrates me. And it frustrates me for her because I'm out here publicly telling people that you need to buy Tweety. Now, by the way, I, I, I again, I think it's worth it. I, I think if it was if it was five ninety nine, you know, I would have told people to pay, pay the five ninety nine five ninety nine for it, which is basically the same price as paying the two ninety nine twice, right? So, yeah. so it, it's not that big of a deal. I think it's worth it. It's just that you know, it's it's the whole economy of it and how you handle this situation and. And I, I think that at the very minimum, he need that it, it should be required that, you know, if if I mean, just for public service, if, if you've bought it within the last 30 days, you should get an, a, a free coupon code for the new version. Yeah. The thing is, though, I, and this is more Apple's fault than, than Tweety's fault. They're restricted to to a number of like 100 free codes. Yeah. So I don't know. Me either. I don't know. Anyway, so that's pretty much all I have. Do you have anything else to share this week? Uh, I, do, new, I do not. You got any new iPhone applications you're playing with? 
Actually, yes. <laughs> so you got something, man. Tell us about it. What do you got going on? Uh, I am. I, I'm playing a game right now called. Um, oh, let me get it. Backbreaker. Just came out. Yeah, it's 99 cents, and uh, you're basically a running back for football. And okay. all it's it's a mini game. So all you do is run. You know, you try to run into the end zone and avoid getting tackled. And the graphics and the physics and stuff in this game are just amazing. It's super fun. Uh, it's one of those games where you can just kind of play for a little bit and then put it back down and then grab it, you know, a few hours later, and it's not a big deal. Yeah. So, yeah, backbreaker. Very cool. Daniel's in the chat room. He says, this is almost turning into the Help I Got an iPhone podcast. And, you know, we, we pretty much, and I think that's a valid point to bring up, you know, this podcast is all about Apple products. And you, the listener, have full control over what we talk about. So if you want to call in questions about the Mac, uh, you can do that. The phone number is area code 859-795-4067. Again, that's 859-795-4067. And if you want to send us audio feedback and attach it to an email, you can do that at feedback at gspn.tv. But uh, again, you know, when it comes to what we talk about here, uh, you, you, the listener, are in full control. So if you think we talk way too much about the iPhone and not enough about the Mac, then why don't you call in some questions, some comments, some tips, some tricks, some hints, some free software that's des- like you desperately could not live without on your Mac. We, yes. We want it all. So, uh, but yeah, what you're going to get here on Help I Got a Mac is when there's little that comes in, you're going to get what we're interested in and what we're playing with and... Well, for me, I my, the Apple product I use most is my iPhone, and mm-hmm. my my MacBook's just there to download my podcast, and I sync to it. That's what it's used for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I use my phone a ton. Very cool. All right, and uh, let's see here. Uh, you know what? I just want to say as a follow up to the application we were talking to previously. Uh, I think it was last week or the week before we were talking about notifications. I bought that and signed up for it and everything. I'll be honest with you. The interface is quirky and I went in and added like a service and you had to, I mean, it, it was a little, it was a little quirky. So I I actually haven't even really used it. I didn't like it a whole lot. Now I will tell you boxcar came up. And I re- it, the, the newer version of Boxcar, I really like it. I, they nickel and dime you as well. I'd much rather have them charge me, you know, 15 bucks for the application uh, versus doing, you know, 99 cents or $1.99 for each Twitter search I want to have sent to my phone as a push. But yeah. I'm, I'm still using Gpush, and uh, they're rolling out a bunch of new features uh, here soon, like uh, Quiet Times and things like that. Awesome app. Still love it. My mail comes in way before it comes in through my mailboxes through G Push. And it's Very awesome. Cool. Well, we'll talk to you all next week and uh, give us a call. We'll see ya. We'll talk to you then. Bye.